This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club uh, Tanner, I have some pretty, I think, promising news on the doll front for you. Okay, great. That just happened today, just before we sat down to record. Okay. Um, so as you know, uh, it's been a great disappointment to me that my son, Cyril, has uh, up until now refused mm-hmm. to play with the Babysitter's Club dolls that we got for him. Yep. Um, I'm aware of this. And I don't know where he got it from. I didn't teach him that it's the boys can't play with dolls, but he seemed to think that. Right. Uh, today, out of nowhere, he said to me, Dada, can you have Claudia? Which is what he says when he wants me to get a, a toy to play with. Okay. And so I got Cla- I picked up Claudia. What's my name? Claudia. My name's Claudia. And then we did a game... Uh, that he invented where alligators are chasing her. The alligators are not chasing you. Oh no, the alligators are chasing me. Will you help me? No, I'm not helping. <laughs> you won't help me? No. Okay. And then he said, Dada, can you have Stacy? Do you want Stacy? <laughs> and so I went back and got Stacy. And then we did do a game that he invented where tigers were chasing Stacy. Out of New York. I'm Stacy. I am from New York. The tigers are coming. Ooh. <laughs> that is a good premise for a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a super special. Here's what happens. Yeah, Stacy and the Tigers. Dual vacations. Mm, Stacy, mm. yeah. Christy, and Marianne go to New York. Right. To do some kind of babysitting thing. Mm-hmm. At the zoo. Claudia. Yeah. Dawn. And the other babysitters. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's go... been a while since we read any of the books. So <laughs> we're just, we can't remember anyone beyond the original four. <laughs> go to the bayou. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. On vacation. Yeah. S- Claudia gets chased out of the bayou by alligators. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stacy in a sort of day after tomorrow's type situation. Uh, okay. Or yeah. I am legend type situation. Society collapses. Yeah. New York goes to seed. Mm-hmm. And the tigers from the New York City Zoo escape and breed. Okay. With gorillas. Gorillas from the okay. zoo, and they become super tigers. Okay, walk upright. Cyril's gonna love this, and they chase Stacy out of New York City. Okay, in into New Jersey, and she's mortified to be in New Jersey because <laughs> she's a New York City girl, you know. Right, gotcha. So that's good. I love that. And then I, I, I guess it needs to resolve somehow. Uh, how about this? The only vaccine for the deadly um, strain of gorilla virus going around mm-hmm. is in the CDC lab in Stony Brook, Connecticut. So they need to get back to Stony Brook to save the world. I love it. Okay, well, we'll, we'll um, maybe let's pitch it to Mark later. Uh, 
uh, to see if he wants to star in it because we will be having yes Mark wel- Watson Mark himself. Welcome Mark to the Forrest. show. No, we're so excited to have Tanner, you. We've done this so many times. You're we, our favorite character. Talked to him earlier today already, and he's not currently here. And you would know because he's not, you can't physically see him. All right. Anymore. Plus, he he was so vibrant and he lit up our Zoom screens. I know. I'm still and seeing I, like trails I mean, of it. The light of him is gone from my life. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. He really did. I, I uh, f- folks, we got a great interview with Mark Feuerstein coming up, and uh, Tanner and I are still glowing from what a wonderful uh, conversation we had. He was so much fun. Mostly talked about high school wrestling. Jack and Jack and Mark mostly talked about high school wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. Just that's called a tease to like keep it, it keeps people around, you know, in case we get bored. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I came for the Babysitter's Club, but I'm going to stay for the high school <laughs> wrestling. Prep school wrestling. <laughs> what I would love to say to you, Tanner, and to the Baby Nation is, hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. And you say it too? And you say it, and I don't. And it's a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And what we do is we talk about the Babysitter's Club video novels now. And this week we're going to be talking about very specifically a video novel called Netflix show number eight, Christie's Big Day. Yes, she menstruates. Okay, yes, that is true. Yes, they do have a, that is a big focus of the of the plot. Well, I, and that's what she says when she yeah. menstruates and everyone comes to celebrate. Yeah. She says, I guess it's my big day too. I guess it's my big day too. Right. Cuz otherwise it would have been called Batgirl's big day. It would have been called Batgirl's big yeah. day if it were. And it about wasn't the yeah, lighting. whatever. That was that was inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> the important part was that Christy menstruated and uh-huh. Batgirl I guess got married. Yes, and Batgirl gets to married Watson. to Watson. Brewer what I we like to do traditionally is to describe the video novel. Mm. We've been taking it in turns. And okay, but this week we're not going to. This week you're going to... No, we're going to continue taking it in turns. And that's why okay. I'm saying this with such glee and delight, because I can just sit back and listen to your dulcet tones as you tell me what happened in the show I watched this afternoon. Okay, I'm going to do a poor job, though. Why? Because you're salty today. Because you didn't sleep. You're salty I'm going to do a poor job because I'm getting nothing but bad vibes from you. You're getting nothing and but bad you, vibes Mark. from me because you're salty. Mark's not here. He left. He's gone. We talked to him earlier this afternoon. Um, I've lost the ability to sleep. Yeah. Because you're moving. I think it's probably a lot of reasons. Okay. I'm laid off from my job. I'm moving. I'm starting a new job. It's all, mm-hmm. it's pretty, all pretty heavy, you know? Okay, well, I've got good news for you. Reading child, a very engaging book. Child care gets makes it very difficult. To super easy sleep. after the first year. So you, you're past all of the hardest stuff, and, and there will be no trouble from Miles. We've already set him up with a Montessori school. <laughs> okay. It's in, it's in their hands now. Hell yeah. They're going to teach him how to vacuum. Cyril's Rock and Montessori, too. They should FaceTime and talk about like Montessori troubles. <laughs> <laughs> they keep making me put these fucking toys away when I'm done with them. That's the whole thing about Montessori. <laughs> I, I well, that's I, maybe I should um, send everyone in my household to Montessori. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm the only one who puts toys away in this household. <laughs> wow, um, that's a that, it's just Jamie listens. That's gonna be that's gonna be a real barb. She's gonna be so I keep mad. that. She's so gonna be really mad at that. 
<laughs> Do you want me to keep it in, Tanner? Yes, Tell Jamie, I was just joking. <laughs> I love you. Jamie, right. Baby Nation, Jamie cleans up toys, too. Yeah. Okay. That was just a, an easy joke to, to make. Okay. Wow. Okay. Fact, she cleans them up more than I do. Okay, that's enough. This is this is becoming a, a, a little bit too much of a love fest. What I would love for you to do is to describe every single thing that happens in this fantastic video novel. I loved it. I Very good episode. Loved it. Um, but you've only got 60 seconds to describe it. The rules are the rules. I've got a big bad clock. I'm going to begin your time now. Watson and Batgirl are getting married finally. Um, they're all moving into Watson's mansion. Watson buys Charlie a BMW four-cylinder, which doesn't seem that impressive. I think most cars are four-cylinder. Um, Christy and, and Batgirl are having trouble grappling with the fact that the Watson is so generous with his money and keeps buying them things. Um, but Christy comes around quicker because she... Uh, her bridesmaid dress is yellow, makes her look like a banana, and then she says, I don't like it, and wants to get her a new dress that costs $800, according to Karen. Um, the girls are around. They're all getting ready for the wedding, too. Richard and Sharon are sort of like in a flirtatious relationship, and it seems like the love is blossoming there. Um, Morbid of Destiny is the officiant. Christy gets her period, and they get in a big fight with Batgirl, and then they end make time. up at the end, and that's it. That's fine. I didn't like the attitude on it, honestly. What do you mean? I it didn't was, like I the didn't attitude. come at it with a bad attitude. You came at it. I felt like you were saying it at me. I want to say two things. One, you did a pretty good job, so I'll Thank say you. that up front. Thank two, you. it felt like you were saying it at me angrily, and do you want to answer for that? If... I won't apologize for that, but if okay. I will, here's what I will apologize for. Yeah. If for some reason you feel, yeah, like I have came that I came at you with an aggression, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you have that. Okay. Had that understanding. You know what I'm realizing? And You're incorrect. Have... Okay. But, and if I did have any kind of attitude, yeah, it's because you made me do do this okay. thing. I'd like to apologize now. You know I'm in a... I know you're in a salty mood. Challenging mood. You didn't sleep, and you're packing to move, and your life is a nightmare. Yeah. I would like to apologize, because I just You remember when realized... you moved across state lines? Yeah. And how accommodating a... I was? I was like, let's cancel the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we didn't. Never missed a week. I would like to apologize, Tanner, because I realized that up front, I forgot to tell, well, my divine spark forgot to tell your divine spark that yep. it recognizes it. Yep. And that's and a sorry from me. That's a big sorry from me. That's also a big part of it. And I, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that distance. Yeah. I think between us, because that's not, that's. Normally, show with that when we greet each other this time, yeah. we talk about the divine spark intermingling, and we fucking didn't this time, and it really put us off on a wrong foot. Jack, let's talk about the the uh, video novel, Elephant in the Room. Okay, here, yeah. I didn't want to say this on the main feed, but I feel like Christy has forced my hand. Okay, and I have a new segment I'd like to introduce. Okay, it's called. Kinetic check. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Kinetic check is good. Premise of Kinetic check is I am moving to Connecticut 
<laughs> yeah. And so now you're uh, an expert. To get closer to sort of my Babysitter's Club roots. <laughs> yeah. Books are almost over. We're almost done with the Netflix series. Then we're almost done with the Friends Forever series. And yeah. I felt like I had to go to the source. Yeah. A lot like, um, what was the Doctor Who spinoff called? Um, the Welsh Torchwood. One? Torchwood, yeah. How they all lived in that little base in Cardiff where right. all the aliens always slip through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm doing. I'm going to Connecticut. That's a super relatable can... reference for all seven people yeah. who watch Torchwood, who I assume I could also barely even remember the to name our of show. It. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to Connecticut to yeah. to get closer to the source of the power of the Babysitters Club and see if I can channel that into some kind of new, right, or fresh Babysitters Club energy. It's all we have. Yeah. Um. So I'm moving to Connecticut later this week. Mm-hmm. I have been doing a lot of prep to get ready for my move. Yeah. Um. One of the things I did was get my utilities turned on. Okay. In this episode, at the four minute, ten second mark, Christy says... Last year around this time, my mom was fighting with Connecticut water and power to lower our bill. Okay. The power company in Connecticut is actually called Eversource. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure the city municipalities control the water. Yeah. We just pay like a sewer tax. Wow. Okay. (laughs) You fucking called them out. Nice try, Christy. You're lying. But this has been... You've been... Kinetic You've been Kinetic That's good. I am so delighted that our podcast has come so far from thinking that Stony Brook was in Long Island to being yeah. in a position to actually explain the nuances of Connecticut to the, the life in babysitters themselves. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How far have we come? I know. And Baby Nation, we haven't told you this. We told the elite babies because, well, they get... They get elite they access. They pay for special access. Yeah. And if you want sort of like the news before it's news, yeah. you should pay to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm moving to Connecticut. I'm moving to a town that is about 40 minutes away from Stanford. I'm really d- doing my best to capture the essence of living in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Right. I found a town that's very bee-themed. Mm-hmm. So... Um, next time you hear my voice, I'll be recording. The baseball team's called the Hive. They're called the Bees. The Bees, okay. Yeah. The Hive is cool. I bet the fans are called the Hive. That would be cool. Well, yeah. I'll tell you once I become a fan, once I move up there. So, Kinetichek, it's our new segment. And now it's that a good I'm one. living there, I'm going to be kind of checking everybody. Yep. yep. Great. Uh, what I would like to talk about is something uh, that we've talked about a little bit before. But it led me all the way down uh, a rabbit hole that Rachel Schukert, the hand of God, created for me and into a world so vast and terrifying that I don't know what to make of it. So I'd love for you to follow me along this journey. Please. I would love to follow you. Do you remember, Tanner, last time we talked about the clock in Claudia's room? Claudia's clock? (sighs) You don't have Do to. Do I remember the last time we talked about the clock in Claudia's room? No. Have we ever done that? Yeah, we have on this show on this show uh, about three episodes ago. Okay. The clock in Claudia's room, whenever they show it uh-huh. in these video novels, 
Mm-hmm. And they show it now because you can see them, which is something Anna and Martin never thought to do. But you can actually see what's happening in the book with these video novels. Right. That's and the, when Anne did it. I think that's it, the idea. You had to think it in your mind and imagine it. And when Anne did it, I imagined the clock as showing sometime between 5 and 5.30. Yes, because that's when the Because that's when the meetings place. happen. But yep. in these video novels, what the Hand of God Rachel Schuchert has done is the the clock in Claudia's room mm-hmm. says 3.42. Okay. The time on the clock is 3.42. This was true last time? These young women are, are in school. Well, you know what? Is that true? When's the last time we saw a scene in Stony Brook in SMS? Um, when Dawn and... Uh, Marianne saves the day. When Marianne like and Christy like were fighting, yeah. Three. Yeah. So these girls are not going to school on a regular schedule. But let me ask you this, Tanner. Why would it... Th- this is now two episodes where they've shown the clock in Claudia's room. In both episodes, the time has been 3.42. Okay. And we... I, If you'll remember, last time we talked about the Bible verse, Lamentations 3.42, hey, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not before. forgiven. Right. So that's resonant. This time, since Rachel, since the hand of God showed me this clock again with the same time again, I assumed that she wanted Is it a digital clock? No. Okay. So maybe it just doesn't have batteries in it. I don't think that's it. Okay. And what do you think it is then? Well, I think it would be if it were a digital clock, it would be very suspicious because it means like they're very intentionally waiting to shoot this scene until three forty two. Why would Rachel show us the clock again? I thought we'd already solved it. Yeah. So here's the first thing I thought. Okay, we got the Bible verse. We got that. We got all we could out of that. We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. What yeah. if I check to see what's happening? at the 3 minute and 42 second mark in this video novel. Okay. You want to know what's happening? Tell me. Are you ready to know what's happening? Tell me. It's the scene where they show the clock. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the 3 minute and 42 second mark of the show, it's exactly the scene where they show the clock which says 3:42. So they just want us to go deeper. They want us to or go. I deeper. don't know as deep as we can go. I did we're still go just going to kind of get stuck in this loop, you know. Here's they're trying to trap us. They're trying to tra- trap us. Yeah, Rachel and Lucia are trying to ta- trap us in temporal, an space. infinite loop in a recursion. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to throw us off. They don't want us digging any deeper into these novels. They don't want us digging any deeper than this surface level. So they're trying to trap us in a loop. Yeah. But I think you and I are too crafty for that. We're too crafty for that. And here's something else I've discovered. I'd love to to talk through it with you. At the three minute and 59 second mark in this video novel, Christy says, Dawn's mom has some crazy allergy to yellowtail. Yes, which I think is a kind of wine. And Dawn says, Can't eat it. Can't stay away from it. So here's what we know about yellowtail, Tanner. There's a fish called yellowtail, otherwise known as amberjack. Which is interesting. Amber. That is interesting. Amber Jack. Amber Jack. So this is Rachel planning a flag, right? This is this is her gloating. She's gloating. She's saying, I've trapped Jack and Amber with my yeah. tricky 
with my tr- tricky riddle. time recursion, which is exactly what you just said she did. Yeah. Wow. Here's another thing we know about Yellowtail. And this may be what Dawn's mom is actually allergic to. Yellowtail is also another term for the gold tail moth. Okay. Now, the gold tail, and so that's what they're serving at the wedding, but they had to change it at the last like moment. Moth. Yeah. It's gold tail moths. Gold tail moths have white wings and a soft white furry body with a yellow tail tuft. They're hairy caterpillars. That's a fun thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're hairy. It's a gross thing to think about. <laughs> Their hairy caterpillars are known as palmer worms. So I'm actually, honestly, just as an aside, I'm glad that they ended up not serving this at the wedding because <laughs> it would have been hard to watch. It's just someone like take a big heaping spoonful of moths. There's later a scene where Dawn is like eats like a, a truffle and she's like, I don't even care if it's vegan. Could you imagine if she'd done that with the fucking like wriggling palmer <laughs> worms? <laughs> she just jams a bunch of hairy worms in her mouth. I don't this is so good. I don't so even, good. Care, I don't if even care if it's vegan. <laughs> I don't even care if it's not vegan. Okay, so Rachel hasn't trapped you. Okay. You've dug deeper, you found the moths. I've di- I've dug deeper. I found the moths. The moths are significant for any reason. And I found the Palmer worms. And let me tell you, who's the most famous Palmer? Obviously, Palmer from Emerson Lake and Palmer. Okay. And as you know, I'm sure, Emerson Lake and Palmer, uh, at one point, I think split up, and Palmer uh, formed a uh, another band with one of them, either Emerson or Lake, called Three. It was very poorly reviewed but they have one album which is called to the power of three and while we're talking about three the third song on that album called chains is three minutes and 42 seconds in length three minutes and 42 seconds long yeah exactly <laughs> and what are chains for chains and here's the lyrics, Tanner. Chains, chains, the kind that won't break. Invisible chains holding us together. Chains, chains, there's nowhere to escape. I'm making you mine. I'm keeping you forever. Amber Jack. Amber Jack. This is <laughs> troubling, and it yeah. feels like it's it's Rachel and, and Lucia and... And Mark, let's just say Mark, it. Mark. I'm worried Mark is involved. Yeah. Naya, Lucy. Yeah. This is them playing God. Yeah. They saw what Anne did with these girls. Yeah. They're trying to bring us in. Who can we exert our power over? Yes. And keep in mind, Naya reached out to us. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. We love your show. We want to have everyone on the Netflix show on your show. Yeah. Can you stop doing your show indefinitely? (laughs) Yeah. And do... And do our show. Get sucked into it. And and if you get trapped in amber along the way... (laughs) Nothing we can do about that, right? Wow. And here we are. They've already got you, Amber Jack. Yeah. Seems like it's only a matter of time before they get me. Amber Tanner. Unless I can flee to the source of the power. Right. 
Wow, that's something, isn't it? And they put it all in this video text. It's only 20 minutes long, but they put all that stuff in there, and they didn't think I was going to follow it all the way because they thought I was going to get trapped in a damn loop when I looked at 3.42 and it was the clock saying 3.42, but I didn't as far as I know. And if you're a new listener... Yeah. If you came on from the... (laughs) From when we saw us featured on iTunes or... Yeah. Um, This is it. This is... This, this is, is what kind of what do. the show is, yeah. And a lot of it is Amber. So Amber's, um, well, well, the, the girls, girls are trapped, trapped in Amber in the books, and they're it's just they live every time. year over and over and over and over. Yes. Yeah, and the, and Dawn references it actually uh, at the end of this novel. Uh, sorry, Claudia references it at the end of this novel. She says, "How many?" She they all, they're all hugging, and Claudia says uh, she changes her mind about going to Camp Mohawk, and they say, "Oh, why did you change your it's mind?" Moose, sorry, moose Camp. Jaw. Camp Moose Jaw. Yeah. And they say, why did you change your mind? And Claudia says, how many summers am I going to have with my best friends? <laughs> Fewer than and you And it's an open-ended question. And we think, we haven't done the calculation, but we think it's probably about 100. It's, yeah, it's a, it's approaching 100. Like, yeah. some blog is going to have to, like, analyze the text to, like, yeah. watch. How many Halloween how many hop times, dances like, there are. Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> answers yeah, exactly. Jeopardy questions. <laughs> yeah. To figure out exactly how many times they've repeated the same year over and over again. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's a disconcerting, disconcertingly large number of, of years. It's going to be awkward with if they do that with the video novels. as what Like when the girls are like, when the actors are like 27. Yeah. But they're still I repeating the that, eighth grade. Well, they we know that they have this power. Yeah. They've unlocked some kind of infernal art. Um, the crew behind the Babysitters Club. Yeah, because they're currently trying to do it to you, right? Exactly, lock yeah. you in amber. So mm-hmm. I think it's only a matter of time before they do it to Sochi Malia. Right. Okay. Shay. Right. Yeah. Mama. Well, and me if I'm on the show, hopefully, and you and and as people, Sophie, Sophie. Um, Mark, God. and Mark, get out while you still can, Mark. God bless him. Or is it? Is it okay to Quibby, Mark? Fleet to Quibby. <laughs> Do you think it's fo- too forward based on our one conversation to refer to him as our best friend? I felt that way <laughs> after we spoke to him. Yeah. So I don't I think he be, feels I, that way too. Yeah, I think so too. He he genuinely seemed to have a very good time and I maybe he says that to all the people who interview him, but Yeah. I feel like we really really had a real connection. Yeah. We can ask him about that later when we talk to him. Um, great. That's perfect. Mark, are you feeling this? Are you feeling this? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good interview question anyway. And I'm going to put in my arsenal of just like boilerplate questions <laughs> to like get the conversation going. Are you feeling this? <laughs> oh, that's just good. like immediately put someone on their back foot. Like, yeah. No? Uh, 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 I think so. Um, I would love to take a break. Okay. And then we can dive further into this text. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Jack. Yeah. Mark, welcome back. I want to talk. Mark, we want to talk Mark to you is about. Mark not here. Okay. Jack, I want to talk to you about Mark. Okay. okay. In his part on the show, plays he plays Watson Brewer, and I have a segment called Watson Watson. It's called. Watson Watson. Watson Watson. 
It's not hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it's what happens when you take a, a really good segment name like Watson Watson and then completely unnecessarily twist it. Doesn't rhyme. Okay. With Watson. Watson yeah. Watson. Watson Watson. Yeah. Watson mm-hmm. Watson, one minute thirty two mark, beginning of the episode. Yeah. Batgirl says the following line. Mm-hmm. Six generations of brewers have been married in this room. Yeah. It's like the auditorium in Watson's house. In Watson's house, yeah, it's very nice. The it looks solarium. like I'd be I'd be proud to have my wedding there. Is this where Watson married Lisa? <laughs> Why didn't we ask Mark that? (laughs) That's such a good question. Did Watson also marry Lisa on that very spot? Did Watson and Lisa get married here in this room? What a good question. Yeah. And that's difficult to think about, isn't it? So, six generations... But more than six weddings. Six, yeah, six plus weddings. At least seven weddings. Yeah. Ooh, that's difficult a good to think about. If we ever get Batgirl on the show, yeah, I don't think we are. Because we, know I think we should. Here's why. I'm a, I'm out. a vegan. Batgirl, the 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 actor who plays Batgirl, Alicia Silverstone, is a vegan. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going to reach out through the vegan underworld uh, and see if okay. I can get her that way. Yeah. But if we ever get her on the show, that's what we'll hold her feet to the fire on. Yeah. Where it's like, how did you feel getting married to Watson on the same fucking spot that Lisa also did her first yeah. kiss with Watson? How does that feel? After, they after haven't, I don't think they've really brought up Lisa or Seth on the show yet. No, they're trying to erase them. Lisa Erasure, yeah. Yeah, it's Lisa and they Seth Erasure. They don't want us thinking about it. They don't want us thinking about it. They said six generations aren't seven weddings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. very weird. Very weird that this is the spot that Watson definitely married Lisa as well. And then you know what else is weird, Jack? Yeah, what? Uh, the Under whose authority this wedding took place. Okay. One... Morbid a destiny mm. performed yeah. the rites. She's the to Mary yeah. Watson to Batgirl. Yeah, and it makes me. And she opens the the ceremony by saying, "So she opens the ceremony with Karen screaming in terror." Yeah, and she says, "This little girl thinks I'm a witch." So in front of this room full of witnesses, I would like to say that she's right. Yeah. So Which I'm is wondering. Awesome. Under what sort of like flag or whose divine authority? Oh uh, yes, Watson and and Batgirl are getting married. Well, can I bring something to bear on that? Satan's because I think witches are the brides of Satan. Well, she makes a point of saying that they're not, and that she says specifically that historically a witch has been used as a pejorative term to refer to women who don't conform to society's expectations or who they should be. We got a lot of witches here, she says, and then everyone does, goes. Yeah, because they snap, which is cool. Yeah. And but let me let me throw this out at you. At the twenty-two minute and thirty-two second mark, Watson and Batgirl are leaving in a limo. Uh huh. And the license plate of the limo is Nix six four two N Y X six four two. Nix Tanner is the Greek goddess of the night. 
Okay. <laughs> so maybe that's whose auspices? Yeah, that's the the divine presence overseeing this these nuptials. It's the goddess of the night. Okay, and Batgirl sort of. And Batgirl. Of the night. Uh, was Batgirl born in the darkness? That's Bane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Close. She just adopted it. A Batgirl adopted the darkness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, still yeah. pretty cool. Bane was born in the darkness. Right. Molded by it. He didn't yeah. see light until he was already a man. Yeah. Right. Um. What about the six four two part? You didn't do any research. Uh, Luke six four two is the um. It's the one about the plank and the speck. Don't don't, don't cast the plank out of your brother's eye and, until you've cast uh, the speck yes. out of your own eye. Yes. Okay. You know, what hard I'm to see where the the meaning of that one can. I hey, I do my here, research. I didn't have anything to bring to bear on it except the Night that Queen is good. The Night Queen is good. <laughs> so that's who Morbid of Destiny. That's who, I mean, maybe the, it's about you. It's about you criticizing witches. I would almost say that that could have been the moniker that the ghostwriter of this episode was going for. But the ghostwriter of this episode one. hiding is already undercover of night. Okay, you think. There was a ghostwriter other than Rachel, and and that ghostwriter has decided to conceal their identity. It's possible. I mean, as you did, I watched uh, watched the credits of the show avidly to see who the ghostwriter was, and they didn't say. It said Rachel. Oh, it said Rachel. It said this episode written by Rachel Schuker. Well, avidly then is the wrong uh, way of describing (laughs) how I watched the credits of this episode. Distractedly. Yeah, distractedly. So right, the hand of God did this one. The hand of God did this one, and maybe the the clue she's giving us is that the God that she is the hand of, yeah, is the what was her name? The Night Queen. Nix. Nix. Yes. Yeah. That okay. could be right. The hand of the right. Night Queen sounds pretty cool. <laughs> maybe we gotta cool. change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're. All right, Rachel. We're renewing your vows, Rachel. <laughs> Now we know which god you're the hand of. We're going to update. We're re-entering you into the pantheon. You are Rachel Schuchert. The hand hand of the Night Queen. Of the Night Queen. That sounds so fucking cool. I'm so (laughs) happy for you. Congratulations. Congratulations to us for having figured it out. Yep. Rachel Schuchert, the hand of the Night Queen, did write this episode, and we're glad to have her back. Um, Tanner, let me ask you this question. Oh, okay. Enter Nix. <laughs> Exit light. Fear the spear. Mother <laughs> never, never land. Is it okay to introduce an entirely new segment intro to Fear the Spear? Yeah, I love it. Now we're talking about Fear the Spear. We did eight tenths of the way into <laughs> an episode, into a series. Yeah, I love it. We're, we Fear the Spear is a segment where we talk about what Richard Spear got up to this week. He, he was killing it this week. He did a number of things that I really liked. The thing that he did. Very relatable I, this week. Yeah. yeah. The thing that he, he did that I liked the most was at the 9 minute and 15 second mark where he handed his shirt to Marianne and said, Does this shirt smell like meat? <laughs> <laughs> that is a concern of yours. You would hate to show up to an event I'd hate as a that. vegan and smell <laughs> like meat, right? 
She smells the shirt and it cuts away before she could say one way or the other because I was yeah. like, I need to know. Yeah. But why um, would his why would his shirt smell like meat? Why would his shirt smell like meat? He also That's one of many reasons to fear the spear. They do a, a cutaway joke and they Richard walks into Marianne's room and he says Knock knock knock. <clears throat> Which of these do you prefer? At the nine oh two mark. Yeah. He's holding up two identical white shirts, and that's literally me every time I like dress for <laughs> any kind of like formal occasion. I just pull yeah. one of the eight white shirts out of my closet. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know which one to wear. More often than not, and Jamie will can can attest to this. I will often um, completely forget to pack a white shirt when I go to like a wedding, and have yeah. to scramble once I get there and go to like JC Penny and buy a new white shirt. So. 90% of my supply of fancy button-down white shirts are uh, stuff I bought at the last second right before a wedding. It's the best way to do it. Oh, and then Fear of the Spear also um, gets has anxiety around the fact that Sharon is not showing up to the wedding, and he gets drunk. He drinks a, a third of a glass of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, possibly one of my favorite moments in the uh, episode uh He's like super anxious that uh, Sharon isn't there, and he's worried that his like sending himself to her in the f- in his turtle form didn't win her over and yeah. may- maybe backfired. Uh, and so he decides he needs a drink, and he's like, "I need a drink. Do you want one, Marion?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so, and, and like in that same segment, he says. I, the turtle was a mistake, and Marianne's like, "What turtle?" What turtle? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. He's work very good in this episode, and congratulations, Mister Spear. Should we do our burns? Should we do our burns of the week? Yeah, I would love to do burns. <laughs> <gasps> I said it loud because I knew you were going to say it quiet because I know your child was going to do that. I got, I got close to the mic. Yeah, and I burn said it loud. of the week. It's our burn of the week. It's the segment in the show where we talk about the burns that were in the book, and the, there are a couple of good ones this week, so I'd love for you to start. Two minute, 25 second mark. Okay. Watson, Charlie, Sam pull up in a new BMW that mm-hmm. Watson bought for Charlie. Watson buys a so part of one of the driving plots of this video novel is that Christy and Batgirl are having trouble adjusting from a thrifty middle class lifestyle to a rich millionaire Watson lifestyle. Yeah, yep. and that's the big. And Watson fight that wants happens. to shower them all in gifts. Yeah, and so he's constantly and, buying them nice gifts, and they, and and Christy and. Um, her and Batgirl, I keep forgetting her name. It's so easy. It's Batgirl. a girl who's a bat. It's um, a girl who played Batgirl. And uh, they they have a fight because Christy like is kind of squandering some of Watson's resources, and and Batgirl is like, I I don't want to raise a daughter who's like flipping about money. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Now continue. And that's not part of my burn. No. Um, Watson buys Charlie a car. A BMW SUV. Charlie comes out of the driver's seat and he says, Mom, look at my new BMW SUV. It's got four cylinders, like all cars. And 
uh, it's got a Hemi, it's fuel injected, yeah. and yeah. he says, Mom, I want my whole life to smell like this. Yeah. And Batgirl says, Well, you better start changing your sheets more often. <laughs> that's good. And the burn is that he smells bad, and that's not the first time in this yeah. video novel series. Oh, right, that Charlie has been that the accused boys of smelling been bad. Accused of smelling bad, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's now like canon that Charlie that the boys and Sam smell bad. Smell bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then later in the episode, Batgirl says to Christy that Christy is her favorite, and she right. expects more from Christy than the boys. And I think that's probably because of the boys' smell. That's because the boys' smell said it's going to close bad. a lot of doors for them. Yeah, they're going to lose a lot of opportunities for their bad smell. I think that's accurate, though. Uh, Sam does do a dance with Stacy. Yes, they do do a dance. Stacy is um, pining after Toby for, and then Sam asks her to dance, and she forgets. She forgets his Toby's name in that moment. In true Stacy fashion, and that's the last we'll ever hear of him. Yeah, until the until Friends Forever they do books. the Friends Forever video <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's also a plot line when I was researching Stacy's boyfriends for our interview with Shay and last week, Mamona last week we recorded yesterday, um, that we recorded yesterday, uh, recorded five podcasts in the last two days. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of it all. (laughs) And, and like two more in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, you'll get a week off when you move. So you can worry about the stress of that (laughs) instead. Um, I was reminded of the fact that Toby does reappear in a Sea City novel where he like goes after Mallory. Oh right, yeah, he's like a creep. It's so creepy. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's weird. It's not, but that's like a different Toby too. Yeah, that's the books Toby. The video novel Toby is a completely different Toby. Yeah, it's Toby Ziegler. It's Toby Ziegler. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, they, they got Richard Toby Ziegler to from the West Wing. Mark Feuerstein had been in the West Wing um, as yes. a lawyer. God, and let's so ask him about that we later. Should, that's great. That's a great note. I'll remember to ask him that's about it That's my favorite TV Later show. when we do the interview. Um, what was it like playing that one sort of like sharky, I think, Republican yeah. He's a Republican attorney. lawyer who's like in classic Aaron Sorkin form – like has a heart of gold somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very f- funny. Yeah, yes, that's Dang. who he was. Let's ask him about. We'll that. We'll definitely ask him about that. But so that's probably how he got Toby Siegler to to be to, uh, to- see Toby. Toby. Yeah, then, yeah. Boy, <laughs> it's a perfect. Episode. It's a perfect casting. Yep. Um, what was your burn? Here's my burn. It's at the <laughs> five minute and twenty four second mark, and it is a self burn by Christy. So the first dress that Christy tries on is uh, a, a yellow dress that, like, I think Nanny has chosen for her Nani, for some reason, yeah. and that's the source of the fight. Like, she ends up like casting that dress aside for another very expensive Vera yep. Wang yep. number. Um, but uh, in the she's trying on the yellow dress, and she doesn't look great in it. And then Watson says. I think you look great. And Christy says, The only person in the world that thinks I look great is Curious George before he tries to eat me. <laughs> that was very good. And then a second later, the lady who's like helping her, she's like, The fit is perfect. It's like a glove. And Christy says, Or appeal. Or appeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very good. good. Christy's on her A game this week. Yeah. She did a great job. Uh, then 
Watson and and Batgirl get married. It was a beautiful ceremony. Um, everyone was there, Jack, including mm-hmm. one guy in one scene. And I just have yeah. this to say to you and to all the media and to yeah. Baby Nation. Yeah, you don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I, I could have made this fucking part. Yeah. And it's when Christy is is leaving the ceremony after having her first period. Yeah. To catch up with Batgirl to, to say goodbye to her. Yeah. And as she's shoving her way through the crowd, seeing Watson and Batgirl off, everyone has sparklers. Mm-hmm. And they're waving their sparklers at Batgirl and Watson who are leaving in a limo. And there's one guy that Christy pushes past who's... Just way and too, way, way, way too into his sparkler. Okay. He's yeah. just like looking at his sparkler. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Yeah. He's forgotten like, that he's a wedding. He's lost in time. <laughs> just like, Holy I could have played that shit. fucking part. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. I could have been a guy who's way too into his sparkler. Yeah. And it's not That's, even a speaking role. So come I can on, definitely guys. Nah, like, Christy yeah. literally shoves him because he's just like, oh. <laughs> like he sort of registers Christy shoving him, but his Im- attention immediately goes back to the sparkler. That's bullshit. Uh, there is a role that I could have played at the 10 minute and 55 second mark when um, Christy and uh, Batgirl are having a big fight about the dress and it gets pretty heated. And uh, in that unfortunate moment, uh, a man walks in to the room. The like hairdresser. Yeah, the hairdresser and says, Honey. It's gown time. <laughs> and then Karen, <laughs> it like cuts to Karen and Karen does this. It's just like, like, no, not shakes no. her head. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said that. Yeah. That could have been you guys. Dang, come cast on. Cast us in this dang show already. Put us in the show. So many parts that we're perfect for. We're perfect for. Walden and that could be Gravia. my catchphrase. The, honey, it's game time. And then people would be saying that on the internet. That's hey, honey, good. it's game time. Yeah. Hashtag H I G T. Yeah. Come on. That's great. Um, that could be the new Washington football teams. I, I saw. So <laughs> Jack is a fan of the Washington football team, which is what they're called yeah, now. And it's not and problematic anymore. For, it's so not problematic anymore. You can't anymore, make fun of me anymore. But because Jack is a fan of the Washington football team, yeah. we f- our joint Babysitters Club Club Twitter account follows. Does it? A number of Washington football team <laughs> accounts. <laughs> and I saw recently that they were looking for new hashtag suggestions. Okay. For so the, honey, like, it's game hashtags. time would be great. Like, maybe honey, it's game time is a yeah. good one for them. That's perfect. Yeah. I love, by the way, I love Washington football team. And I love how like much they've embraced it. And they're like selling Washington football team merch. <laughs> I think it's, it's so funny. It's they're so Washington. Like, Whatever. It's like, we're the Washington football team. After like after years of deadlock on this issue, we've finally settled on something that is like so anodyne. <laughs> yeah. So unprogressive. And so unexciting. <laughs> That that it could only have come out of Washington. <laughs> I love it. Washington football team. I mean, it's way better than what it was. But it's way better than what it was. Jack, before we go, yeah. One last question for you. Yeah. Did you cry? Okay. All right. 
Okay, this is a tough question because I did cry a number of times uh, in this yeah. video novel. It's a very um, tear-inducing video novel, and it's also tough a tough question because you and I have decreed and decided that yeah. in discussing the video novels, we will not, during the tearful moments, we will not use as a crutch the audio from... Let's- the video novels. We right. will try to recreate the emotional experience for our listeners ourselves. And we so want this, you to come yeah. along on the journey that we came along on. Yeah, using our words and using, using our, our words. Using our words. Yeah, we're we're a conduit. Um and so the moment that I found particularly Chrysum. The moment that I found particularly Chrysum, and that's a great way of saying it, is the moment where Christy realizes during the wedding that she's been shitty to Batgirl yes. mm. uh, and that Batgirl has her own feelings and emotions. And Very touching moment, and it it ties nicely into my tearful moment. So. Okay. And it's at the 14-minute and 20-second mark, but that doesn't matter because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the work that, that, that Rachel did mm-hmm. for our listeners mm-hmm. right now. And Christy says the following thing, and here's the realization that she comes to. She says, parents are more inclined. Are you doing Joker? Does that sound like Joker? A little bit at the beginning. It was like parents are Okay. More well, that's inclined. not sad. That's, that's scary. So yeah. can I try again? Yep. Parents are more inclined to have- Are you doing an, Bane? Okay. Because you went high that time. You're like, okay. parents are more inclined. What can I do to make this work for you? I don't know why you're doing Batman villains. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say it like I would say it. Okay. Parents are more inclined to have an... What she says is that parents are more inclined to have an emotional reaction that's triggered by a nostalgic impulse. Yes. Doubtless because of their advanced years. Yeah. But now here I was, says Christy. And this isn't a direct quote. It's how I remember it. Indulging in that same neurochemical response. Yes. Triggered by my mother's own past experience. Yes. Specifically, her longing for companionship, which had now become obviated. Obviated. <laughs> by the presence of a suitable mate or partner, <laughs> and that's Watson. And then it was, she says, and then it was in that moment that my face was and became wet and i had a wet face now she said a wet face and a yeah. face that was wet and wet my ass face, face she said was wet and i had a wet ass a cardi face. b song <laughs> yeah. did that make you cry as well that moment it made me cry as well yeah christy tries all night to catch up to batgirl and to have words with her they cannot connect batgirls to get busy getting married mm-hmm. christy menstruates Mm-hmm. And then flees from the moment. house when she realizes that Batgirl's limo is leaving. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's missed her, but the limo stops. Yeah. And Batgirl comes out and she says, I love you. You're my whole heart. And Christy says, Mom, I menstruated. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. For the first time in my life. And. Batgirl said to her, Wow, 
Wow. I have to go, so I can't help you. Yeah. And the Babysitter's Club girls were there. They're all there! Don't worry, Batgirl. (laughs) We helped Christy with her menstruation. And Batgirl said, of course, you always do. You always do. And they're there for each other. Oh, and it was so touching. It's so beautiful. It made me cry so much. Yeah. What a beautiful moment, Jack. What a beautiful episode, Jack. What a beautiful video novel. What a and what text. a beautiful conversation we're about to have with Mark Feuerstein, if yeah. I remember correctly. And uh, uh, now, babies now. and gentlemen. <laughs> now. And now, babies and gentlemen, this is our interview with the great Watson himself, Mark Feuerstein. Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, no. It, uh, it, first question I have no, for you. No, no. I'm going to cut Were away. there tutors on set? <laughs> How did you do school? <laughs> How did you do school? <laughs> and this is the inter- Now this is the interview. Here it is. It's happening. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much. Let me turn on my video. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> First question right off the bat, did they let you keep Watson's mansion? Yes, <laughs> from the show. And is that where you're filming from? Yes, it was a cool part of the deal. <laughs> uh Netflix isn't often uh prone to giving locations to yeah. uh <laughs> characters, but in my case they made an exception, gave me the house. And uh, I'm pretty psyched. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems. I can see. I can see behind you. It, it seems like you know the, the palatial estates of of Watson. We were talking to some of the girls, and they say they get to keep the the outfits that the the babysitters get dressed. Do they the get show, to keep so. some of them? That's what we were told. Maybe they maybe they shouldn't have told us that. Um, maybe they were well, sneaking outfits of offset. That's one of the great secrets of being an actor is some of the free stuff. And I have myself walked off with quite a number of uh, theory shirts and jackets from uh, <laughs> Royal Pains, a show I did for a while. Uh, but I'm just trying to imagine uh, our friend who plays Claudia Kishi walking into school in some of those <laughs> quite uh, dramatic outfits. It was Mamona who did say that she walked off with some red pants that Claudia wore on the show. Well, so. I'm so glad, and, and I only hope she walked right into school in them <laughs> like the badass that she is. Yes. Mark Feuerstein, thank you for coming on our podcast. We're so excited to have you. Oh my God, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. You play our favorite character on the oh. show, and it's not just because we're too... Middle-aged dads. <laughs> you poor things. I get it. I, I am a middle-aged dad myself. My two kids are right back there, <laughs> quiet, right. stalling, so we can go to the beach after my podcast. Right before you got on, my son was screaming, crying in the next room, so I totally understand having yeah. kids. My Just my son is currently screaming and crying in the next room, but uh, my, <laughs> my my wife's on the case at the moment. So <laughs> nice. It's nap time, which is is sort of like screaming time. Well, you look like you have a high tech system set up to fend off <laughs> yeah. any noise interference, which yeah, is all smart. Of, 
All of this sound baffling is not for my audio. It's just to, to keep the screams of my child yeah. off of yes. the podcast. Smart. Yeah. I need one of those. If you can come over and install that, that would be great. Um, so you have, how old are your kids? If I could ask, um, I, I have two of the three with me. Okay. Um, my oldest is Lila. She's 14 years old. My middle is Frisco. He's 12. And then my youngest is actually the one who loved the book series, oh, cool. the babysitters club and who made, uh, the offer I got to do Watson Brewer, a <laughs> no brainer because, <laughs> Um, she loved it so much that she actually organized her own babysitter's club when she was like eight. Oh, that's awesome. Which was a little early in the game <laughs> yeah. to be babysitting a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. So Most of we... the charges in the books are, are eight. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we pretended she was really in charge while having a battery of parents and nannies in the next room. <laughs> See, that's a better solution. There's actually a little sister, um, which is the babysitter's club for young readers. I'm sure you know that, but there's a little yes. sister plot line where Karen goes around handing out babysitter's club flyers. And then when the parents call up and she shows up at the door at seven, it's like a total disaster. But I think that her parents handle it way worse than you do. They just like, teach her a lesson by being like, sure, I guess you have this job. <laughs> <laughs> and you're um, failing at it. <laughs> I'm thrilled to hear about Karen. It's called, uh, what, what, is, what is the name of that book series? The book series is the little si- Babysitter's Little Sisters. Babysitter's Little Sister. That's right. Yeah. I am uh, tracking that because it's my daughter who's at the center of that. And I'm just thinking, guys, I don't <laughs> okay. know where all of this is going. <laughs> Haven't even heard about season two, season yeah. two, nothing. But I don't know. I don't you're thinking, know. You're thinking what I'm thinking, I assume, maybe Quibi. We do like <laughs> mini episodes. You read there. my mind. That's <laughs> all sister. I'm thinking. How can I truncate any yeah. potential job that is extensive with longer episodes and get it quibified <laughs> yeah. so I can really put myself on the map. And you're asking Jack and I to sign on as writers and producers. 100%. And accept, yep. 100%. Yep. We'd like I actually to formally have a accept. buddy through a, a buddy who created a show on Quibi with Christoph Waltz, who just got nominated for an Emmy off his Quibi show. So oh, wow. yeah, we shouldn't be quibbling so much about it. <laughs> they might you know be what? I think Christoph Waltz would be perfect for Seth who is oh, yeah. Watson's ex-wife's new husband. He's oh kind of a very like, mysterious character. Yeah. yeah. This is like a whirlwind <laughs> of characters that I was not aware of coming into my life. Yeah. I could yeah. see that. Like when I'm resentful, I, I imitate Christoph Waltz's face. <laughs> and so what's the problem? You couldn't spend enough money on the dates when you were taking her out? Well... Maybe she should be back with me. Maybe we should have a polygamous situation. That's just a scene wow. from Babysitter's Little Sister, season two. That's oh, great. We got to fast track this. I really like this. And there yeah, are 200 of these books. The so there's plenty, there are plenty of plot lines. It's usually uh, Karen ruining Watson's life in some way. Or <laughs> great. I'm sympathetic. I'm sympathetic. Like in the, in the pilot of Babysitter's Club, the official one that is real that exists mm-hmm. for now. my my wild imagination. <laughs> um, 
Christy Thomas is so rough on me. I feel like it helps uh, my sympathies a little bit. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? She's pretty tough on me. Yeah, she's tough throughout. I, at some point in the book, she softens. Yes. Um, but so far, we've almost finished a series that hasn't happened yet in the Netflix show. So that's, oh, really? t- that's right. rough. Yeah. Right. Um, no, she, she, yes, I won't ruin anything for you, but uh, she comes around. I mean, she comes around. Do. Come on. Good. Come on. What are you you going to hold a grudge on this guy? Too long. <laughs> I was like, um, so did you read uh, some Babysitter's Club books in in preparation? I guess you had read them with your daughter or so you kind of yeah, knew I had about read them, the world. I had read them with my daughter. I reread some of them uh, with her when I got the part. Um, but I was really thrilled to see how Rachel Schuchert and uh, Lucia Agnello updated what was in the in the books. And let's be honest, I think it was more the graphic novels than uh, the okay the more extensive text. Yeah. Um, so the abridged of a children's book. Right. Yeah. That's what I was able to achieve. You're talking to a guy who was familiar with cliffs and Monarch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they made school. a real mistake not using our podcast as the sort of or text. For, yeah. I really you know. feel like this should have just been <laughs> the canonical text. Yeah. We get and into we, some pretty like deep theory stuff. Too, you know? Yeah. We're pretty convinced that the entire thing is bees. Yeah, they never explicitly say that the the, the girls are human women. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> By the way, let's make that animated series, fellas. Come on. Um, so you're you're somewhat familiar with the books and or at least the the graphic novels. Um you, as a middle-aged man like us, I'm very curious to hear your answer to this because We've been asking everyone, including all the the young women who play the babysitters, and their answers are fairly straightforward. But I'm curious what babysitter you think you are. Ah, by the way, that is so nice as your first question to throw me a softball like that. (laughs) Because I have to say, I'm coming off of a quiz on one of the many little rounds of interviews we did when we the show we were publicizing the show. And I crushed my quiz. Like, yeah. I don't know how. I I just, I got the, the, they asked the right questions that I knew. So I can only go down and I, I expect to. So thank you for starting with a softball. This is going to get a lot more challenging. Oh, God. Our second question is going to be name all nine of Stacy's boyfriends in order. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, anytime I don't know the answer, and you do, we yeah. have other questions. Stacey. <laughs> Fellas, um, <laughs> we know okay. everything so, about uh, these books. I would say, um, this is, I'm going to get a little like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity for therapy, which I, having three kids, haven't um, uh, afforded to pay for myself in quite a while. <laughs> so thank well, you for this. Here. I would say, I am a Christie um, most of all because I always like sort of being in charge. But I am also the class, like, and I can be resentful maybe a little the way Christy can when things are, you know, getting away from me. This is something I'm not going to get too far into, but there is, was a, there was a moment at Burning Man where I was somehow stuck with an entire group of like the bizarro group of my friends and my place was taken. <laughs> the funny guy, the yeah. clown of the group. And I just kept watching that guy 
be funny and just stand there like that's um that's what that's what I that's, that's all I have. Okay. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. Um you should try but, doing a podcast with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, we could live we could compare notes on our various universes. But um, who is the class clown of the group? Would Claudia be the closest thing? There, so there's a late babysitter who comes oh. in very late in the text called Abby. Oh, she's more of a and comedy. She's, she's a the, comedian. She's, she's got comedian. like a, a tight 20 every week. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. So she's, oh. she's definitely the class clown character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I would say Christy. I'm just going to stick with Christy. It's a little... Um, like straight down the middle, but that it like I was I was the guy who was trying to build a resume in high school to get into a good college and then build a resume to get into a good law school and then somewhere along the way I found acting. But yeah, Christie's like, you know, control freak. Yeah. And you were you're it's a good answer. You were an athlete too in, in school, high school, right? I'm a I'm I was. A, a journalist, so I perused your Wikipedia oh, page. Look at like, the like a real professional. Jack, you know? done. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> but did did you used to wrestle? I was a wrestler, yeah. Was, yeah, um, me too. Oh, oh nice. Wrestled. That's yeah. the only reason he brought it up. No, he that's why I brought it up. Shop. Well, we know how much it appeals to the female demographic who yeah, watched yeah. the <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, is watching Men in Tights. <laughs> All right. What's your guys' favorite wrestling moves? <laughs> uh, I will answer that, Tanner, yeah. you, yeah. you uh, crazy guy. Yeah. Um, guillotine. The guillotine. Oh, nice. Okay. I would uh, stick the legs in and then pull the arm behind. That's nice. Scoop that head and just pull on that guy. Yeah, and it was the French Revolution all Sounds over painful. again, buddy. I like uh, <laughs> I like a double arm bar, and then you just kind of oh, yeah. ratchet it around until you got them all on their back. Yeah, where did you wrestle, Jack? I wrestled for a, a very small all boys uh, Catholic school in DC. So I, I was what not. What was it called? Uh, Saint Anselm's Abbey School. Okay. Uh, um, we, I remember it was Gonzaga in DC. Gonzaga, yeah, we used to wrestle them a little bit. Yeah. So I went to the nationals. Yeah, the this prep, was an national prep moment. It yeah. may sound like a uh, a humble brag, and it will be. Don't mark, <laughs> don't don't worry, because I, I won the New York State Private School State Championship. Okay, but then it was uh, big fish in small pond to big pond when I went to the nationals. Wrestled a guy from Gonzaga who was amazing. By the way, again, this is all fascinating to our viewers. It's so fascinating, fascinating. to me. <laughs> um, won, I love it. And then lost to a freshman from New Jersey. That's I, winning a, winning a match in national preps is something. Uh, Thank it's, you. it's something Thank you do. You, yeah, God, I'm this is such good therapy. Jack, how many times did you go to national preps? Do you guys I went do this, twice. Can you do this every week? Yeah, this is so good <laughs> for me. Around this I, time honestly, is good for me. I don't know. I don't know how your schedule is. We've got all these questions prepared. Um, yeah, I went to national preps twice, Tanner. Thank you for asking. I did win Holy one cow. match one year. Yeah. And what? I did win a match one year, yeah, but that was luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. But, but those are intense. I mean, that's yeah. the big pond right there. Yeah. I um, we will stop talking about this, but it's it's a hugely important part of my life because I I when I was in ninth grade I was ninety three pounds, but the coach persuaded me to join the team anyway, and I wrestled at like ten pounds beneath the highest wow. weight class, and the confidence I got for, just from that from being like a scrawny kid, but like yep. you know you don't you can be scrawny and wrestle. Uh, no, those just guys been, like, are badasses. Like yeah, because it, it's just like how are you compared to guys in your weight class? Yeah. So it narrows the field in a way. And I can see, yeah, I love wrestling. I, I loved it. The guys were all much 
less meathead and more yeah. artistic and smart, cooler yeah. than you would think. But I still love Vision Quest. Loud yeah, Vision slain. Quest is a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. Let's do us. Let's do another <laughs> podcast, just you and me, where we talk about high school wrestling. I would really yeah, love that. I'm sure all fourteen-year-old <laughs> girls will tune right in. Um, Tanner and I have some questions for, prepared for you. We have a hit segment on our show, which is called Dad Talk. Yep. Um, and as a dad, as a professional dad, and as one who plays a professional dad on TV, we're hoping that your wisdom, either your personal wisdom or the wisdom that you've gained through the eyes of Watson can help us with some of our dad questions. Our kids are only, my kid is two and a half and Tanner's yep. child is what? My, one? Mine is 15 months. Oh, my so God. We're so still... great timing on the quarantine for you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Oh, it's perfect. ideal. The best. <laughs> yeah. Just what you needed. Um, so with your permission, we'd like to present you with some of our parenting dilemmas and just if you could help us work them out. Yeah, nice. and we're both like we're both great admirers of Watson. Yeah. So if you can like chant sort of like channel Watson <laughs> and help us kind of yeah. like get through some of these difficult what would Watson situations. do? Yeah. yeah, guys, that is what I'm here for. I got <laughs> my therapy. I feel good about myself. Now let me give back. Please, awesome. thank you. Bring it on. All right, I'm going to start. So my child often gets a wide-eyed look. Um, and will point at something behind me. It's always at the same place in the house. He'll point at something behind me, and he says, who is that guy? And then when I turn around, there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what should I do? Is that, oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> okay. Have you ever had so an experience all, like this? <laughs> now, luckily, we're talking about it outside the presence of your child. Yeah. <laughs> and we can say that there could be some issues. Yeah. But barring that possibility... Um, I was a big proponent of rye. I don't know if you guys have heard of rye, uh-uh. which is a sort of technique. It's uh, resources for infant educaring. It comes oh, from cool. Hungary. A woman named Magda Gerber founded it. And it was the it was really amazing for us because it just gave us a point of view on how to interact with our child when they when Lila, our oldest, was so little and you just don't have words you don't know what to do with a baby when they're barely even verbal yeah and so one tool which i maybe you've heard of is sports casting where you just reflect back to them what they're experiencing so you're not judging you're not taking a spin on it you're not in any way trying to shape their experience you're just reflecting it back to them okay and i feel like that was always truly a great way to approach it because you could go from there anywhere with them leading you rather than, you know, saying, no, there's no one there, which would obviously be terrible or saying, yeah, there's the clown who's got the big red nose. (laughs) He's also leading them down your own imagination path. You just say, oh, you see someone there. You see someone behind me. Okay. Here's yeah. my worry is it does Rye address at all like actual instances of paranormal activity? Because <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. That um, could be happening here. Magda Gerber who uh, f- created this method in an orphanage in Hungary was actually an alien being. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah. that works out great. <laughs> you, you she's got a, a whole chapter um, right. It it actually is is it is identical to a chapter in the book of Scientology. Weirdly, <laughs> so you you know you buy yeah. either one. 
Perfect. I'm just going to buy both for good coverage. So the answer is read Hungarian children's literature learn, and, and get better learn at interacting with my child. And also, there are aliens in my home. Yes. Yes. Or, okay. Or just sing um, the Bulgarian folk tune that I learned in college with my parents' money spending on that <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> oh, you still got it. <laughs> how much of that was made up and how much of that? Wow. Is, that was gorgeous. Fully real. Learned it in college at <laughs> Princeton University at, so my parents could just shep nachas and pride That's that awesome. their $40,000 went <laughs> to me learning a language that sounds like the Hebrew I already knew, but was different. Oh, um, all right, great. I have a question as well. Bring it on, Tanner. I've been <laughs> waiting for this for weeks. <laughs> mm. My son Miles is 15 months old. He only seems capable of making friends with dogs. He's not speaking yet, but he has learned how to bark like a dog. And he often chases dogs around the park and he barks at them. I think we're at a crossroads because he's still at kind of a devel- de- developmental stage where we can go one of two directions. We can keep raising him as a human child or we can go dog. <laughs> and go full dog. As a dog. <laughs> And I'm just wondering from your sort of like expertise, what are some of the pros and cons of, of both approaches? Tanner, great question. Yeah. I can see that you're approaching parenthood with, with great sensitivity. Yeah. I'm trying to be open, you know, as much as possible. It's wonderful open that to new you experiences. are so uh, dexterous and yeah. flexible that you could go dog <laughs> if you so choose yeah, and I, I, this is going to sound crazy. We're a dog family. I mean, we're we 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 have three rescues: Shiloh, Maddie, Millie. Um, and so, if Miles wants to commune with the canines, I, who are you to stop him? Okay. And if that is his choice, um, and he wants to be like uh, Mowgli. Your little Miles Mowgli, it's mildly. <laughs> yeah. he, he may be the next, you know, Mowgli, and and it sounds like you're saying you you think we shouldn't get involved at all, and maybe just turn him over fully to the dogs. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, I would I'm hate saying, to influence. I'm him saying in like let him commune with the dogs. Let him live with the dogs for a, just a couple of years and yeah. see what comes back to you. I love that idea. It would certainly help us get a lot more work done. Yeah. And by the way, this is the, like the years. It's hard to communicate tough on the marriage. couple years later, boom, back. See what you get. Now, <laughs> is he barking? Is he, uh, is he speaking French bulldog? Uh, you know what I mean? Does he know other languages? Because you've let him immerse himself in another bi-doglingual situation. Yeah. This is good That's stuff, great. Tanner. That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Give up your kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This is a famous story on our show, so, but I'll try, I'll try to make it fairly brief. Uh, my child did not learn to sleep in a meaningful way uh, for the first year of his life. 
Oof, uh, which meant that I was a, a, a not a normal, sane human being for most of 2018, as I'm Tanner so can sorry. attest. Yeah. Uh, so one day after one of these particularly sleepless nights, I took um, Cyril is the name of my boy. I took him to the park. Um, and, uh, we like, there were a bunch of kids playing with trucks, uh, with their nannies. And so I brought him over to play with the kids. Uh, and all the nannies were just like not having it. They were not interested in me being a part of this in any way. Uh, and basically just like m- made us go away by like being really cold. Um, both you and Cyril, both me and Cyril, but it was, it was this- about me. I, I, re- I realized later uh, when I stopped to use the bathroom that the probable reason for this is that I had forgotten to zip up, button, or belt my shorts <laughs> when leaving the house. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> Welcome to fatherhood. Yeah. So I get, my question is, first of all, do I get a pass on this? And second of all, have you ever embarrassed yourself as a dad or are you are you a perfect perfect dad oh my god Jack, that sort of thing. thank you thank <laughs> you for all of that it was a beautifully crafted question there was so many highlights and, and information it's a, it was a roller coaster for me I in experiencing it. it yeah um first of all you do get a pass yeah absolutely 100 percent. you are in the hot zone i mean one to five all bets are off this mm-hmm. is where marriages go awry relationships friendships you you got caught with your pants down quite literally (laughs) and that's okay that's a part of fatherhood that's what i wanted to hear and i do have a moment to share with you uh i think my kids were it was you know how they say you're in oh you're in it man you're in it (laughs) i was in it it was like you know one kid was maybe three one kid was a year and a half and one kid was Four months, we're on a plane. I'm holding, I think it was Lila, could have been Frisco. Uh, full vomit, full <laughs> barf situation on my shirt. I don't have another shirt. The other two are dancing around <laughs> and f- flailing in the aisles. And so if you had been on that jet blue flight in the economy section you would have seen me with that crappy blanket that thin uh. felt blanket wrapped around me like a shawl because i had no <laughs> other shirt the stench of vomit in the air holding one child another falling uh. out of my grass um and you would have not been impressed that so i um the first time that my child vomited on me on an airplane, uh, I, I like it, honestly, it, it made me tear up at the time. Well, everything did, but, Aww, but, yeah. but, um, because I wasn't sleeping, I'm not a particularly emotional person, <laughs> <laughs> but there was another dad sitting across the aisle from me. Um, he had his like three year old sitting next to him and he just saw, he was the only person who saw it happen. I was just like completely covered in vomit and he just like opened his bag and reached out wipes and just like handed me wipes silently. Like we never interacted other than that, except for when I said (laughs) thank you to him at the end. But it was this like wonderful moment of dad solidarity where it was just like, yep, I've been there. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, That's a beautiful moment. I mean, talk about, you know, we talk a lot about women being there for women, but you know, men can be there for men too. Yeah, and you should I find love that guy, that Jack. Little moment of solidarity, and I love that you thanked him. 
And I yeah, thanked like, him and like our wept. dads never, very sad. our dads didn't, <laughs> didn't hand over wipes. Our dads didn't have wipes on them. I really, my dad was a very loving, uh, is a very loving father, but to, was a very loving father to me growing up. Um, but it, when I had a kid, I realized in a way that I'd never thought about it, that he'd, he'd never changed a diaper in his yeah. life. It just like, wasn't the way that it was. Yeah. Going, so. And, and like, I mean, my parents, just the sound of the crying, it's like anathema. Like they don't get that. That's you have to inure yourself to that sound Yeah. to be in the, in the mix, in the yeah. game. But like, they just sends them off, you know? I mean, and it could, it could kill any relationship. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. the, it's like a, it's like a flag at a, at a, at a drag race to just start the fights. Right. I mean, yeah. fight, any fight can begin with the sound of that crying. Yeah. Especially if you haven't slept in eight months, <laughs> yeah. but we're, we luckily were born yeah. into the generation who needs the mad men, right? Yeah. We got to be involved. We got to have <laughs> shit on our fingers. <laughs> Lucky us. Well, and especially the last five or six months, um, which leads me to my next question. Yes, Tanner. The first one was a doozy, so I'm excited. <laughs> I live in a small two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York. Well, now you're going to have more room because Miles is with the dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Space is very limited, um, and because of the current health crisis, we don't have regular child care. What health crisis? <laughs> well, that's going to be the question. So <laughs> having our son in our apartment, having to look after him all the time, it's it's really hurting my wife and I. It's really hurting our productivity. It's really hurting our, our patients. Um, it's trying our patients and our, our marriage. Um, Mark Feuerstein, what are your ideas for ending the COVID-19 crisis <laughs> as quickly as possible? <laughs> Well, Tanner, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we mentioned it briefly, but I did play a doctor on television right. for eight seasons. So well, and Watson's an insurance salesman, so he's like he yeah. He's he's a, I, those I two have, things, yeah. I have yeah. both ends of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. covered, uh, and I'm going to play uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci in the movie of the week when that gets me. Come on. That's am good I, casting. Am I not throwing that opening pitch? Come on. You know I am. You know I am. Um, so the question was, how do we end this pandemic? I think, well, let's just workshop it now, okay. here and now. Okay. Let's end this thing. I think, let's, get, um, let's figure this out. I think we just, we, we go to Russia right now. <laughs> they seem to have... A they very vaccine, right? bona fide, officially tested, <laughs> FDA approved vaccine at the ready. Right. Yeah. We chug vodka on the way, and then we chug vaccine on the on way. On the way back. That's perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We We're just chugging with vaccine the vodka. the whole way home. <laughs> yeah. That's like great. some, you know, that's the move, the scene in if National Lampoon's Family Vacation, but in like Christy Brinkley's, you know, drinking her Chardonnay, and we're just like, that's good. <laughs> but this is pure vaccine. Direct from Moscow. Oh, slam! <laughs> Break it on her face. What? No, this is a podcast for a kid's show. Please, God. All of our listeners we've, are in there. We've got an explicit rating. So. <laughs> yeah. I'd love it that your listeners were all just aggro, punk rock, weirdo <laughs> for Babysitter's Club. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that's essentially what we're what we're dealing with. 
Um, is, is, is it a uh, is it a Trojan horse for the alt right? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's <laughs> that, that's coming in season five. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Well, by then we'll have baby sister, little sister <laughs> up and running, and I can reveal <laughs> Watson's true identity. Amazing. Um, okay, we're gonna ask you just a couple more because you have to get to the beach, right? Is that what you guys are? You're, oh, we're gonna go to next? the beach. That's yes, nice. But okay, please take your time. This is. <laughs> This is the highlight of my month, <laughs> maybe year, maybe year. Um, okay, my child is obsessed with big Texas trucks. Um, even though he is only two and a half years old, uh, he can name Jack, them all. Jack is in Texas. I live in oh, Texas, yeah. Okay. I mean, just I any kind it. of trucks, but it, it feels, it's like another modifier. They're big Are Texas Are you in trucks Austin, Texas? I'm in Austin, yeah. Yes! Yeah, you know Austin well. It's, I just it's felt you had city. to be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You just had to be. You're, you know, the Richard Linkletter version of <laughs> Texas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not Literally. The, uh, <laughs> the, you know, not the Bush or whatever version. Yeah, I moved out here from uh, from Brooklyn a couple of years ago, and every single person I meet is like, "Oh yeah, me too." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, okay, so he can name every single truck. His favorite truck is the Ford F one fifty. He'll often surprise Ford F one fifty drivers who have their windows open by being like, "That's a Ford F one fifty." So my wow. question is, how do I get him excited about something that's more environmentally friendly, like a Prius or a bicycle? Ah, in Texas. <laughs> well, if you were in L.A., I would say that you should send your child to my son's school because he is as woke okay. and PC as it gets. <laughs> OK, good. Um, we'll be I'll be we'll be like shopping for a gift. He's right out there, but I'm just <laughs> going. I'll be shopping for like a gift for, you know, a, a, a girl in his class, her birthday. And I'll be like, hey, what about that? That pink sweater? And it'll be like, Dad, that's yeah. sexist. <laughs> and gender normative. I mean, she can wear yeah. whatever color. I'm like, right, of course. Right. Scott, you're so enlightened. Thank you. <laughs> but all I want to say is, shut up, you little shit. I'm spending my Saturday buying a present for your friend. <laughs> but okay. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think embrace the, the, the impressive and encyclopedic knowledge of trucks because that's <laughs> cool. It's cool. Yeah. And, and then just subtly, I don't know what the rye people would say about subtly uh, suggesting um, some hybrids in there, but maybe you buy some hybrid toy toy Priuses. Oh, that's good. Know. Yeah. Are they and out there? Slowly like get, tough. get them in there and suddenly it's only Priuses and maybe a couple of things from SpaceX. That's just good. Just to yeah. keep Elon Musk happy in the mix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack Cybertruck. Yeah, that's cool. Interesting the Cybertruck. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that video when Elon Musk revealed that uh, first version of the hybrid SUV? Oh, right. And, yeah, and, like and he was testing the bulletproof windows. And the guy just <laughs> threw a rock right in it. And it just went right through. It was the best. Amazing. It was the best. And they're Sarah, just there Sarah with the that. egg on the face. Yeah. Actually, Amazing. Sarah would love love that video for a number of reasons. Throwing rocks at cars, a cool truck. So that's the answer is I'll just show yeah. that on a loop. Yeah, that's, good. that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, I noticed that the Watson character, I, the first thing I noticed about Watson is that he rides his bike to work, which I, I just really, it's like a, a cool touch on the character. He's like yeah. a, you know, he's like a business guy, but he's also like. 
I was, to do to ride this bike to work, which I love. It was one of those weird things where you're more excited than you should be that you're <laughs> getting to ride a bike for four seconds during yeah. a take of a scene. Yeah. Because, you know, it's so brief. And yeah, you can ride your bike all day, buddy. But I am a huge bike rider. I love it. Um, you know, while I would leave the set to rent a bike in Vancouver and just drive around the seawall and the whole city. So I do love that Watson is environmentally friendly and also just rides a bike because I love, I ride my bike in Manhattan, which is a little uh, hairy, but I love, like there's no greater feeling. And maybe this has to do with my schadenfreude and we should return to the therapy couch, (laughs) but right. Like weaving in and out of traffic while people are just in standstill traffic in Manhattan and you're just flying. It's awesome. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I my bike riding was tempered in Manhattan. I would ride to work every day. So yeah. I've become like a pretty crazy cyclist um, from that. It's good. It's good for you. It builds character. I, like the it cars are used character. to it, you know? So it's not like, in some ways, it's more dangerous riding here in Austin where they're like, what is a bike doing? You know? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's uh, changed in New York a little and maybe around the country because now there's electric bikes everywhere. Oh, right. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I don't, I haven't heard that. There have been more accidents because of them, but it seems like there sh- there will be. I mean, yeah. they're just so much yeah. faster. Mark, I think you and I need to do a podcast that's just like cycling and high school wrestling. Yes, I'm down. <laughs> cycling and wrestling. Sounds like two different podcasts. <laughs> One of the most disgusting parts of my personality is when I willingly choose to bike over the Brooklyn Bridge, knowing that it's going to be packed with tourists, just so I can like get angry at be like it's a, a bike while. lane it's yeah. a bike Just lane like, bing, 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 bike lane <laughs> by the way i've had uh two night two walkabouts with my best friend from college in the last two weeks and he walked over the brooklyn bridge to meet me right at like one center street because uh, yeah. i've been in the city this last week and the schwitz the sweat Oh, um, he's a hairy dude. <laughs> so the Schwitz, he brings a, a second shirt. I don't know if, yeah. Tanner, you have to do that when you bike over the Brooklyn Bridge, but you're not going that fast because of the tourists. <laughs> right. It is, I mean, palpable that yeah. the New York humidity and just the, the mayonnaise. Oh, it's feel- disgusting. Yeah, I yeah. always brought a second shirt to work so that I could change. Yeah, um, I just bring like six shirts everywhere. <laughs> yes, New York, it's crazy. Sweat right through them. Uh, yeah. All right, well, we're going to give you one last question from Tanner, and then we will let you go to the beach. All right, well, this yeah. has been so yeah. much fun. I This is better than the beach, guys. <laughs> Bring I'm it, sure Tanner. your kids disagree. Um, <laughs> so my son, let me kind of give you a breakdown of his proportions. He's um, 25th percentile for height, so he's he's pretty short for his age. I, um, I'm, I'm right there with you on, yeah. in the living room. Same. <laughs> That was me he's too. He's thirtieth percentile for weight, so he's he's little, okay. but he's ninetieth percentile for head size. <laughs> really? So he's he's kind of proportioned like a tootsie roll pop. <laughs> okay. Well, Tanner, I have I have one thing to say already, um, yeah. and then if your question develops further, which I would expect <laughs> yeah. us from you, um, I just want to say interject. In high school or or maybe middle school when we were learning evolution, I believe mm-hmm. there was a supposition that eventually we would evolve to have enormous heads 
and very small bodies because we're using our brains so much more yes. than we have to do physical manual labor. And it's possible. He's the next stage of evolution. It's possible that Miles is the missing link. The, okay. yeah. the Australopithecus the of next yeah, missing link. the 21st That's... century. Wow. He, he speaks fluent dog. And he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> as we might imagine, the missing link did. Yeah. So. yeah. Here's yeah. the trouble, though, is I think it makes him both top heavy and gives, it makes his head kind of a target. And he often will like launch himself off the bed or <laughs> climb an armchair and fall off and land on his head mostly. Um, so his head is kind of covered in, in bruises and black eyes a lot of the time. Um, what do I do about that? How do I stop him from constantly harming his head? <laughs> okay, well, here's another way to go. Because I, I know I suggested that you send him to live with the dogs, which <laughs> is still one viable option. Mm -hmm. But here's another. Because then it's not my concern. Or, you know, honestly, yeah. a Hungarian orphanage where he could learn from some of the best parenting That's right. experts. Go you know? right to the, <laughs> the headquarters of Resources <laughs> Infant Educaring. Monty Gerber yeah. will take care of Miles and uh, he'll speak Hungarian and he will be the Marv Albert of sports casting Perfect. for Marvelous Marv. infants. Yeah. That's yeah. a second option. The third is that you explain to him that he's actually a bobblehead. He is okay. a living yeah. bobblehead, which in our time we've never seen. We've seen, and by the way, on Royal Pains, I had my own bobblehead. It was made like shit. It, it, all of them broke. All my friends had them one. and maybe they buy one broke them this. themselves. Anyway, <laughs> But you have yourself a living bobblehead. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Giant head, small body. And you could, if you want to turn him into the uh, Kawhi Leonard bobblehead or <laughs> okay. the um, Djokovic bobblehead or <laughs> the bobblehead of some... Uh, you know, He's Matt got built-in Halloween some, costumes for the rest of his life. Jo Jonah, a Jonas brother bobblehead. You can just get him plastic surgery yeah. <laughs> to look like whoever you need to be. And it's a living bobblehead. <laughs> this is great. That's great. So he can either be a dog or a living bobblehead. His his destiny is set for him. Yeah, that's right. He's and I don't need leg. a commission. I think I've got all the answers I need on raising my son, Jack. Yep, I feel good too. And this has been Dead Talk. Dead Talk, yes. You can say it too if you like, Mark. Dead Talk. Can we do yeah. it right now? I just, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and this, this has, has been, been Dead, Dead Talk. Talk. Dead Talk. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll fix it. I just would like to get it. <laughs> One more. And this and has this been, been Dead, Dead Talk. Talk. Yeah, there it is. We sort Nailed of did it. it. We sort of did it. Wow, this is a living the dream. Um, and speaking of dad talk, Watson at peak Watson has a cat, a dog, two goldfish, two children, four stepchildren, raging in ages from seven to seventeen. His mother-in-law and a ghost living in his house. So <laughs> that's I, I'm going to cast all of them. When we <laughs> babysitter's little sister yeah. coming to Quibi very soon. <laughs> 
I can't wait. We will let you go to the beach. Thank you so much. Guys, it's been an honor blast. to have you on the show. Yes, Mwah. thank you for coming on. <laughs> solidarity. Um, do you wanna, <laughs> yeah, dad solidarity. Do you want to pitch anything? Do you want to talk about Royal Pains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like to just take an extra 20, 30 minutes <laughs> to talk about um, glossopharyngeal nerves, <laughs> tracheotomies on dogs. <laughs> Perfect. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, All right. Well, Mark, awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Congrats Such on the pleasure, success guys. of the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Anytime. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And Mark, we're back. Thank and you he's for gone. joining us today. And he's gone. He's gone, at, which is rude, frankly, for someone who I consider to be one of my best friends. <laughs> He did follow up with an email and was like, that was the most fun I've ever had. You guys are my best friends. Yeah. Please come to my estate anytime you want. Yeah. And I think we'll probably take him up on that. I think we will. He is my best friend. Uh, I love him so much and I kiss him so much and I hope it's okay to say that. I think so. Yeah. I hope he's not listening. Um, what I would love to say now is that it is time for us to leave and it is also time for us to go. I would like to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. You're welcome. On their behalf. And what I would also like to say is please help to support our show by subscribing to our Patreon. It is a great way to keep us doing what we are doing. And it is also a whole other show every week about the Little Sister books. It's getting rave reviews. Everyone loves it. And it's we going sing to soon the be a Quibi. Descriptions. It's soon it's going to be a Quibi soon to be with seen Mark himself. Yeah. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Uh, uh, it's tons of fun. Please join the growing army of the elite babies and uh, you get to learn about our our secret lives outside of the show and you get news f- earlier than everyone else does and about we sing the description. Pending moves. Yep. About pending moves. Um, you can also buy our merch. You can find that at bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We got t-shirts. We got totes. We got pins. We got all sorts of fun stuff over there. It's another way to support our show. And a final way to support our show is to please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice rating and review. You don't have to say much, but it helps if you give us a five-star review and um, and say that you like the show. Uh, it's good for us to read it, and it's also good to keep us relevant it's good for Apple to read Apple it. Podcasts. Yeah. Finally, please do join the Facebook group. Go to the Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and... And join the group. That is where the action happens. It's called Baby Nation. And everybody is nice in there and everybody has a good time. Yep. And we do episode recaps, episode discussion threads every week. Yeah. And it's good. Vibrant and and active and fun. And we're in there and our wives are in there. And you would have known about my move to Connecticut weeks ago had you been part of that group. Weeks ago. Yeah. Um, All the remains... This week is for me to say that this week we did read a novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix show number eight, Christie's Big Day. Next week we're going to be reading and discussing a fascinating and delicious and delightful novel called Netflix show season one, episode nine. Hello, Camp Moosehead. Part one. Part one. Wow. (laughs) Okay. That's That's exciting. Finally, I would like to tell you that this week my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. And my name is Tanner Greenring. Please remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let your da- and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. It remember makes it a th- thousand times worse when you say, Don't forget to let your daddy. 
Which is what you almost said. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been, just been. invented. Okay, I've hit record. My numbers are going up. I just want to make sure my phone's on airplane mode. It is. God, I'm so on top of shit. Um, everything seems to be going well. Uh, okay. If you That's say true so, for you I got too? like uh, maybe an hour and a half of sleep last night. Perfect. Just so you're going to be in a salty the ability mood. to yes. Good. Perfect. I've completely lost the ability to sleep. I've been in a bad mood all day. Great. Um, I did a little day drinking earlier, which didn't help improve my mood. <laughs> Perfect. Afterward. Wonderful. Um, I have a ton of packing to do. Great. I'm loving this. Yeah. Get it all out, because I, I need you to put your best foot forward before we uh, start the, uh, the episode. I want a smiley version of you. Um, smiley Tanner's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>